Since 1912, the Better Business Bureau has been an integral part of American business. BBB represents knowledge for consumers, resources for business owners, and accountability for all in a free market. We believe that informed is empowered. Empowered people run better businesses, make better buying decisions, and build better communities. That's why we're broadcasting information you need to know to work better, buy better, give better, live better. This is BBB Presents. Thanks for tuning into this episode, BBB Presents, How to Advertise in 2020, featuring Trey Harness, President and Chief Client Officer of one of Cincinnati's top ad agencies, Curiosity. BBB's Sarah Kemmerer talks with Trey about the way advertising has evolved, the responsibility brands have to society, and campaign strategies for 2021. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning back in. Joining me this week is Trey Harness, President and Chief Client Officer for Curiosity, one of Cincinnati's top advertising agencies. Trey has over 15 years of experience in client relations, working with many top companies like Procter & Gamble, Yum! Brands, Brown Foreman, and even ADP, just to name a few. Trey, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Sarah. Uh, Pleasure being here. So we know that the average American sees thousands of ads a day, whether they're just scrolling through social media, they see billboards, radio ads. We see them everywhere. And since we're spending so much time on our computers these days, I'm sure that that number has recently skyrocketed. So has advertising evolved from the start of the pandemic back in March to the end of 2020? And how would you say it's evolved? That's a great question. Um, uh, Well, first, you know, I have to say that I think I can't think of many things that haven't evolved since the beginning of March, <laughs> right. but, um, and, but I think advertising is, is certainly gone on its own journey. Um, I, I think the first thing, um, you know, and I, I kind of think about it uh, like from March until now, um, you know, there's some things that changed really early on and then there was a response to that. And then, um, and I think now we've, we've kind of gotten into a groove in terms of how brands are really speaking to audiences during, you know, during a global pandemic. So um, I would say it, it, at the beginning, um, really contextual relevance is, is one, of the, one of the components that I think you've really seen some evolution in how brands are speaking with, with consumers and how they're engaging with consumers. So what, that, what I mean by that is just, you know, having that empathetic understanding of, you know, kind of the ordeal that we're all living through. Um, and not just an ordeal in terms of, uh, or not just not just having empathy in terms of how you might interact with their brand or their business, but at the very beginning, it was just you know brands basically saying, hey, we're here for you, and now the time is uh, uh, there's never been a better time than now than to you know focus on whatever it is that's really important in your life. And I think brands that have that are more lifestyle brands that gave they gave them an opportunity to kind of put themselves. Um, you know, in a position to say, hey, now's the time to engage with us again if you haven't in a while. Um, I also think, though, that what happened maybe in the first two months is we saw a pretty strong reaction to what was happening uh, in the world around us. And I think people really appreciated that from brands. But then it got pretty old pretty quickly. Um, I think people got a little bit tired of the same old messaging um, there's actually a, you know, a meme online of a video that's a compilation of all of the, the COVID ads that ran in, in March and April, and they all feel like the exact same ad. So um, you know, our industry kind of recognized the fact that 
immediately we needed to move on. Um, I don't, I don't think people needed to be reminded of, you know, of what we're living through, but we had to be cognizant of it. Um, and then I think, um, I think another thing that has really evolved since the start of the pandemic is, um, is really how ads get produced. Um, obviously, we have to make sure that social distancing, mask wearing, all of the restrictions that we have in our daily lives obviously have an impact on how you make a production happen because in a production in and of itself is going to be a gathering of, of more than 10 people, as an example. So um, you've got to figure out really smart and safe ways to effectively get your production done. And one of the things that we've seen with that is agencies have figured out ways to really pare down um, the complexities uh, uh, of, a, of a production. And they've also tended to stray, uh, be more flexible with what they're, you know, what they're precious with. Um, right. You know, I think there's a little bit more tolerance for how do we get a message out there that can work knowing that, knowing that it might not be the most beautiful ad we've ever made. Right. I think you bring up so many good points. The one I wanted to uh, talk about is you said in the first two months of working from home uh, during the pandemic, it was basically all the same message. It was a few key phrases that every brand and business just said over and over again that, hey, we're here for you. But you're so right. People got really bored with that. And then businesses were like, what do we do now? But then the other point you brought up is viewers can now immediately tell how dated a commercial is based on whether or not masks appear in the commercial or even how many actors are in one frame at a time. So it's pretty important for business owners to be strategic about how they're going to be perceived in 2021 and maybe even into 2022. So because we're so since you've had so much experience with ad agencies, what are your top two pieces of advice to give to businesses who are planning their 2021 and even their 2022 marketing strategies and campaign and campaigns? Well, I think, um, you know, another great question and something that, um, something that, you know, our team at, at curiosity is, you know, trying to tackle right now. Um, I would say number one, uh, for every brand and frankly, for any business owner or any business leader, the number one piece of advice I would give is learn from this year. Um, this was a, a new normal for every human, right? There's a new normal that we are now living through, and that that means new normals, uh, new new normal for for brands and businesses. Mm -hmm. And that, for every brand and business, that that's going to be something different. So you really have to understand what your new normal is, um, and figure out how your business can adapt to be successful in that new normal. Um, one really uh, one really important component of that is really understanding your audience, which for, you know, for marketing, I mean, that's a, that's like the, the golden rule, right? You have to right, know but, your audience. Yeah. That's like a key but point it, in every type of marketing ever. <laughs> exactly right. It always starts with, you know, how well you know your audience. How do you, um, how do you find a relevant way to fit the brand in their life um, in a way that can be really meaningful to them and, and can drive affinity and loyalty. So all of those things still ring true, but this, uh, Something that it has always been, um, you know, an underlying component of effective marketing is understanding the cultural sentiment, you know, the context in which you're communicating with people. And you've got to really tap into that. The cultural sentiment is now more important than ever. Um, and you've got, to, you've got to find new ways to stay connected with your audience and learn from them. Because kind of the, you know, what is happening in the market is very different 
than uh, pre-COVID. And what you're able to observe and learn from consumer behavior is there's very different, you know, venues in which consumer behavior is happening. So you've got to stay tapped into that audience and really understand the sentiment. Um, uh, another really big, uh, a really big focus, and, and frankly, this is, this is something that has been a focus in our business, you know, really over the last 10 years, is moving from a, um, a communication model where you are talking to people um, and really thinking about different touch points to talk pe- uh, to talk to people, this is um, our business is now much more focused on a, a, an overall customer experience or a consumer experience. So your consumer experience most likely needs to be rethought because the way that people are interacting with your brand, the way that they might be consuming your brand or using your brand or product, the way that they might find out about it, the way that they might purchase it, all of those things are kind of on the table in terms of. Uh, adjustments that you may need to make in order to survive through a time like this. And so that customer experience needs to be at the forefront of every marketer's mind because you're going to have to figure out ways to make that experience work, number one, if it's broken given some of the restrictions that we might have uh, that are, you know, really managing our daily lives. And then two, how do you how do you grow? How do you thrive under this new normal? And how does that c- uh, customer experience um, really help your business grow? And then the last thing, which is another thing that I would say every marketer, you know, every marketer that's been around the block would know this, but um, be ready to pivot. <laughs> I think the one thing that we learned from 2020 is that no matter how good your plan is, um, you're most likely going to have to change it. And, um, you know, we are, we are now living in this world, this odd world, especially in, um, you know, some consumer package industries, as an example, where products are going through this feast or famine demand. And you've got to really figure out how, you know, where where's your product uh, live in that overall, you know, pandemic ecosystem? And are you going to potentially run into operational issues that, you know, marketing needs to either stay way ahead of or even be behind depending on, you know, supply and demand? So I think those are going to be big lessons that people really need to pull from 2020 and thinking about not only in 21 and 22, to be honest, but how does how does this year, this this massive year of change, how does that impact the future of your business beyond just the next couple of years? People need to be thinking about that right now. So you're so right in all of those key pieces of advice. And something that I think many businesses share with other businesses, whether, they're, whether they already had an existing marketing campaign or they were just about to start their 2020 marketing campaign back in March or February, is that Wrenches have been constantly thrown in every single campaign experience ever. So at least many businesses share that camaraderie that we're all, we're all figuring this out together. And obviously there's been more than one major life-altering event in 2020 along with COVID. And we've seen a lot of local organizations react in many different ways to these events. Um, how important is it for businesses to respond to this changing world? Yeah, that's a that's a great a great question. Um, I don't think a single business owner has gone through this year um, and not thought about, you know, what is my what's my business or my brand's perspective on what's happening in the world. Um, I think the there's a lot of great studies and literature out there, um, and there's a, you know there's a lot of great influencers who talk about 
the impact of brand marketing on culture. Um, and in fact, uh, uh, Van Jones, Van Jones has a, a fantastic TED talk about it where just the, the, the whole idea of brand marketing being one of the key driving forces behind cultural norms. And so when you, when you recognize the power that your brand or your business has on influencing behavior, um, then you've, you've got a great responsibility, right? As brand marketers and advertisers, it's our duty to carefully craft a message that accurately reflects our society. Um, that, that message has to be empathetic. It has to be relevant. It needs to, it needs to, um, it, it may need to help in furthering a conversation, right? Brands mm-hmm. have a role to do that. Yeah, and I feel um, like they, they use this to establish trust. Um, with totally. their clientele, whether existing clients or new clientele that's coming in. That is absolutely true. And, um, and it, it's, not just, it's not just understanding the sentiment of the moment, but how, um, you know, how people and norms are represented in the communication. So the questions that brands must be answering uh, better, they must have a better response to these questions, um, better than they ever have uh, in their past, is questions like, how's a woman portrayed in the communication? How's a person of color represented? How's a member of the LGBTQIA community portrayed? Um, what kind of norms are we creating between, you know, whether it's men and women, uh, husband and wife, um, you know, two teenage friends? Those are, those are really important, um, really important things to think about. And uh, we have a great, you know, great power and a great responsibility of being able to demonstrate you know, the right behaviors and the right sentiments that, you know, that really people should have in living together uh, and sharing mm-hmm. a planet together. So I think those are, uh, those are going to be really critical. One of the great things, though, um, about our industry is we, we tend to be, um, you know, one thing I love about our, our business, we tend to be on, on uh, I'd say, more of the leading edge in terms of where sentiment is. I mean, that's our job, right? Our job mm-hmm. is to understand right. consumers, how they feel, how they think, um, so we, we, us in, in advertising, we need to be, we need to be leading the rest of the business community and, and, and showing how, um, how we can impact, uh, you know, the cultural norms that we think our society should have. There are also, and, and because that is such a great opportunity for advertising agencies or, or, mar- or brand marketers, um, we have quite a few industry entities that have formed uh, alliances and, um, uh, associations that can help with this. So uh, we, we actually recently joined See Her, which is um, ANA, the, the uh, Association of National Advertisers, really the largest trade association really in um, American marketing or, or even global marketing. They have this initiative called See Her that's been championed by P&G is, is, is really one of the, the, leading, the leading sponsors of it. But it is a, an initiative about making sure that brands and advertisers and media outlets. Um, so not just you know the not just the ad the ads, but the shows, the programs that we are advertising on, are accurately representing um, you know gender norms, apresent, accurate, accurately representing women um, in the way that we want women to be represented. So so the whole idea is that if a if a young girl can see her, if she can see how she what you know her potential in advertising or in and you know, in programming, then, then then she has the ability to be her, and I think that is something that is super powerful for for us at, at Curiosity. 
but it's something that I think um, everybody in our industry has a responsibility to be thinking about these things and figuring out how to help solve these problems. Right, and that's such a great example of how representation really does matter um, and staying afloat with the changing times. Maybe you're advertising to a new audience that is now in the workplace and you need to stay on top of it in order to keep your clientele. And I feel like it's, it's really crazy to think back to a time when it wasn't common for businesses to speak up as loudly as they have been recently. And many, business, many businesses not speaking at all. And it really seems like audiences are way more aware of where they're buying from and who they choose to support based on, um, the, based on what they're speaking up about. And younger generations may choose to support a business who speaks out over one that really hasn't commented or is just kind of laid low. So is it a business owner's place to speak up and take a stance on these, like, alter, on these history-altering events? And do you think that a business will be more successful if they do speak up? Yeah, really good question. Um, and this is something I feel really strongly about. Um, and, it's, and, and as you can imagine, it's a conversation that we've had to have with quite a few of our clients uh, this year. Um, so first I would say that uh, it's funny when you say it, it used to be common for a business to not speak up as, as loudly in the past. And, and I would say as, as recently as March, early March, late February, mm-hmm. that's true, right? Um, or even, even as, as, as recently as May. Right. Um, I, I think we saw brands that still felt like, you know, we're not going to join a conversation unless it's really relevant to our business. And I would tell you that, um, you know, when we would provide strategies for clients in the past of how they ha- handle their social media, since social is really where a brand can, can really um, uh, be personified, we felt, you know, we used to tell uh, brands all the time, like, you, you shouldn't join a conversation where, you, where your opinion isn't relevant. And, and in general, I would say that that's true. However, as it relates to events that have a relevance to all humanity, your brand must have a point of view. Um, and, and, I, and some brands, obviously, some brands' points of views are, are more important than others, and, and really because their relevance and role in impacting culture is, is greater than their brands. So, um, and you could, think of, you could think of this in your head. So depending on the topic, a brand that might, you know, that might take a social stand like a Nike, their POV, their point of view is likely to be more impactful on cultural norms than, you know, maybe a small consumer product brand um, that you've never heard of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, so there is definitely, you know, you've got to be careful about what is my, what is the role of my brand or my business and, um, you know, what kind of communication, how, how, you know, how do I need to share my point of view? Um, if you choose not to respond, if you choose not to, to join the conversation, not have a point of view, nowadays that will be reviewed as your point of view. That will be reviewed as your response, and it probably won't go over well. So what we saw over the summer were brands that were able to join the communication, be very transparent, be very vulnerable, right, be very humble and honest, and take responsibility, those brands were given, um, you know, those brands were, were given a lot of acceptance, right? Those brands mm-hmm. were, um, and, and, and many of them were even being pointed to by influencers in the community of, hey, he, this is a brand that's doing it the right way. Uh, there, are, there are some brands who 
who went out and uh, tried to take advantage of it, maybe did some virtue sing- signaling, um, and that ended up not going over well with with consumers. I, I think the thing that you know, I think the thing that in, when it comes to topics, these human these human topics that are uh, deeply charged, then a brand really has to make sure that they. Um, you know, they understand how to, how to enter that conversation because they have to participate, but they have to make sure that they're, that they're doing it the right way. Um, it, it is not something where you just want to go out there and not think about what you're saying. You've got to be very thoughtful in your message. But um, just sitting on the sidelines is um, it's just not acceptable anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. It's really important for business owners to start having those conversations um, about how they want to be viewed and how they want to be perceived, and because that's their brand, really. Um, they may have great products, but what they say about the human world that we all live in together, um, it definitely says a lot about their business and their operations and what they stand for. And it, whatever it is they want to say, um, really across the spectrum, it really matters that they do say something rather than standing on the sidelines and waiting for someone else to say something. And it almost seems like it's almost about the kind of customers a business wants to build the base around. And business owners that make their views a public part of their brand build a community of like-minded customers, clients, and team members, and even employees as well. So I wanted to ask about the steps business leaders should be taking when figuring out this debacle. Um, And it's so easy to make a misstep on this constantly shifting ground. No one can predict what's going to happen next with all of these wrenches being thrown in the plans. So businesses who may have had issues in the past, whether the issue was with upper management or how human resources publicly handled a situation, how can those businesses repair their reputations and how can they protect themselves from further mishaps? Yeah, good questions. Um, and ones that, you know, ones that we are addressing actively with, with many of our clients or, or have addressed in the, over the last few months with our, mm-hmm. with our clients. I, I'd say first, first, let me, let me, um, let me go back to something that you said in the last, uh, in the last question mm-hmm. that I think I want to pull forward to this one because I think it's an important point. Yeah. You mentioned, um, the fact that, you know, younger generations may be making, you know, brand choices based on, um, you know, what a brand stands for. And, and that's always been, that's always been a truth. Um, it has never been truer now. And I would mm-hmm. say uh, there's, there's a ton of data out there. And for anybody who, um, anybody who is relying on, you know, uh, younger millennials and especially Gen Z as the future of their business, i.e. everyone, right? Um, right. <laughs> you, you should be paying attention to the research about, about these consumers and how important what a brand stands for and not just what they stand for, but, um, you know, the, the decisions they make about how they're going to operate their business, um, you know, the, their supply chain management, um, where things come from. Those are all going to be really, really, really important to how uh, how these consumers make decisions and how how they how they remain loyal. Uh, so there's all sorts of evidence out there, all sorts of data out there that supports this, and I would I would urge everybody to go to go take a look at that. Um, in order to in order to navigate this you know kind of this new expectation from you know from consumers, uh, there are a few things that I think any brand or, or organization can do 
to determine how they want to respond or how they want to participate in the conversation. So the first thing they need to do is really take a hard look in the mirror. Um, and I would, I would say to any business owner um, that it, you know, it, or, or any brand leader, if you don't have an officer in your company focused on these matters, uh, on, on things like diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, on things like, um, you know, on, on things like, uh, you know, gender equality, um, those are going to be, um, those are going to be areas where you're going to need some outside help. Uh, you don't just want to try to solve it without some expertise because the solving it in and of itself, um, the addressing those issues or, or forming your own point of view, there are, um, there are many missteps you can take just in doing that. And so making sure that you're, you're doing it the right way, you're doing it in the right order, you are um, bringing in the right inputs, you are considering the right elements, um, you are going to need some outside help with that. And that might look like, you know, a diversity consultant, et cetera. Um, you've got to be, um, you, you've got to be prepared to let go of some things from the past, you know, whether that's conventional wisdom, whether that's, mm -hmm. you know, the way that you've always done some things. And when I say things from the past, that might be in your recruiting practices, your hiring practices, but it also might be in, you know, the way that you've talked about your product or your brand in a way that um, you, you didn't, you know, there was no ill intention, but the way that people might, might uh, perceive that message now might be, might be negative. And so you've got to take a real audit of, of what you've done in the past, what your brand stands for, and what, need, what you need to take a closer look at that might need adjustment. And then when you've made those decisions, when you've solved how, you know, how your brand can participate in these discussions or how, how your brand or business can, um, you know, make good on, on, on a past mistake, you've got to be really transparent in your message. You have to be super humble in your approach. You've got to be really vulnerable. You've got to come out mm -hmm. and you've got to take responsibility for your actions, admit, admit your mistakes. Um, you've got to communicate your plan to improve. No one is going to expect that the day that you said you messed up is that you've already fixed it. And I, in fact, I think if you tell people you fixed it the day that you're telling them you messed it up, they probably won't believe you. So communicate your plan to improve, and then you have to demonstrate your commitment, uh, the commitment that you made to your audience across your business. So you can't, this isn't just, hey, we're now going to talk about our brand in a different way or we're going to talk about our business in a different way. You need to demonstrate it throughout your business. So um, the, the decisions that you made in the past around suppliers even might be impacted by um, what's going on in the world. And if you are saying you're doing one thing, but then a consumer really looks, uh, uh, dives deep because they will do that now and investigate your business, it's mm -hmm. better – you know, it better, it better be representative of what you're telling consumers. So um, there's really critical things. And, and these things are not, they're not, um, frankly, they're not difficult steps to take. They are, what's difficult is, is letting go and leaving behind the things from the past, the things that made the business easy to run or um, the things that are difficult to change. Uh, the steps to get there are not difficult, but the letting go, the emotional baggage is, is the most difficult. And just like you said, as long as you take each step, like you just said, you stay accountable to those steps, 
and you keep a positive attitude and a good mindset to yourself and your brand, then you should be able to continue to grow and move forward from anything that were to happen. So, Trey, thank you so much for chatting with me today. It's I always find it so interesting to talk about advertising because these trends come and go just as often as the wind changes direction, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. And, I mean, the great – you know, the great thing about advertising, one of the things I love about working in this business, um, and we joke about it all the time, everybody thinks that they're good at advertising, and I understand why. It's because we consume it more than anything else all day long. So um, it, 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 it feels like something that all of us, um, all of us are intimately familiar with, um, and I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, it's one of the reasons why, you know, these topics that you brought up, uh, that you brought up today are really, really critical for mm-hmm. marketers to be thinking about because, um, I, you know, I, I think I think we often take for granted how much we can impact uh, the people the people that we live with. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much again. Thank you, Sarah. I'm Sarah Kemmerer with your Cincinnati Better Business Bureau, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of BBB Presents. Until next time, connect with BBB Cincinnati on Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Bookmark our site dedicated to resources for consumers and businesses in challenging times at COVID19Cincy.org. Don't forget to check out local businesses and do your part by leaving reviews at BBB.org.